Welcome into the New Orleans Saints podcast presented by SeatGeek. I'm Aaron Summers, joined by my co-host, John DeShazer. We're going to break down the Saints-Titans game. It was a 23-21 loss in Nashville Sunday. It was a slow start for the Saints. Definitely going to talk about some of the things that affected their first half play. And while they were able to come back late in this one, it just wasn't quite enough. And to help us break it all down, Mike Triplett of ESPN NFL Nation. You can find him at Mike Triplett. It's M-I-K-E-T-R-I-P-L-E-T-T. Is that right? Yes, you got it. All right, Mike, thank you so Two much. Two T's at the me. end and no E at the end, like the, uh, the former official that everyone loved to hate. <laughs> <laughs> well, you were there on hand for the game. What were your initial takeaways when it was all over? Well, I mean, it's so frustrating. Um, and, and Sean Payton said it, uh, this morning that it wasn't the same as last week's game, but in so many ways it was. They started too slow. Uh, they played so well in the fourth quarter and gave themselves a chance to win, and then that just made it all the more gut-wrenching, which is the word he used uh, when, when they couldn't pull it out in the final seconds. And um, obviously the, the penalty at the end of the second quarter was a game-changer, um, shouldn't have been called, and, and the Saints might win without that one play. But also they might win if they don't get the false start penalty against Adam Troutman. And they might, you know, there's they might win if they they probably do win if they make their extra points. And it's it's, you know, unfortunately, what this team has become is they need to avoid all those bad breaks. Deontay Harris's fumble being another one. Um, the, the margin is so thin um, for this team, especially this year that uh, that they're not getting away with those things or being able to overcome those things. Um, and and that's why they're at five and four, even though they're they're a handful of plays away from, you know, theoretically being seven and two or eight and one. Yeah, there's been a lot of games this season that kind of have felt the same with a lot of those little mistakes. And unfortunately, they haven't been able to clean them up. We've gone through a number of kickers here now and we had those oh. two missed extra points. And that was one of the main questions that I got on Twitter after this game is when are we going to bring in a place kicker? It's like, we've been doing it all season. We've been rotating through people. So in terms of assessing that position, what are your thoughts? Well, it's so tough because I mean, maybe they will make a change. Three missed extra points in three weeks is really, really hard to overcome. I, I think the word that I used is he, you know, Brian Johnson has made some clutch field goals. He made a 50 plus yarder last week. He made the game winner um, against Tampa Bay, but I think he has now used up all of his rope. So I don't know if that means he's, <laughs> he's out of chances or, or the next one and he's gone, but uh, he, you know, he's, he's handed in all the tickets that, uh, that he earned earlier. But the problem is if they do replace Brian Johnson, the next guy is also going to miss some kicks because all kickers miss kicks in the first place, but the guys available in the middle of a season that have already not been plucked by other teams are, are not your most reliable bets. So they can replace him and maybe the next guy will make all his extra points, but he's going to miss a couple big kicks too. And uh, the saints did that for, for 10 years before they found Will Lutz uh, and they've done it with every kicker they've, they've trotted out through here. Uh, it's an imperfect position. And uh, unfortunately, like I said, the Saints are going to have to win games being down two or three points because they're going to have a kicker disadvantage, no matter who that kicker is. Yeah. I've been saying that for years. Um, you know, that's, there's a reason those guys are on the street. Um, they're not out there because they want to be. So, so it's always that uh, Mike, what have you seen so far from, from the quarterback position? Well, specifically Trevor Simeon seems as if he is 
not just yeah to the role, but he's really been able to bring it on late game situations and make some clutch throws. Yeah, really, really, you know, functional, impressive in that role. Um, if this was a different Saints team from past years, you know, we used to always worry uh, if Drew Brees goes down, this team would be sunk. Um, Trevor Simeon, I mean, I'd, I'd even rank him ahead of Luke McCown, but it reminds me of when Luke McCown almost won a game for him the time he came in and, and filled in for Drew Brees for one week, the way Teddy Bridgewater went 5-0. and I mean, this offense is not slowing down because he's the quarterback. He can make a lot of good throws. He can avoid trouble. Uh, it wasn't perfect yesterday. He, he took a couple of sacks he shouldn't. That might have taken three points off the board for this team. Uh, but but he is not the reason they're losing, and he's not going to prevent them from losing going forward. He's a, he's a very functional, professional quarterback who I think belongs as, as a starter in this league, and, and whether it's here or somewhere else, will probably get another chance to compete for a starting job in the future. Uh, but unfortunately, this is not a, a Saints team like even the one that Teddy Bridgewater took over two years ago. They don't have a Michael Thomas. They don't have a Jared Cook. They don't have an Emmanuel Sanders from last year. They don't have a lot of re reliable pass targets. So watching this passing offense, I thought they had their best game of the season um, against Tennessee. But you, you just see how hard it is for them to move the ball downfield. And every time they complete a pass downfield to one of these receivers and tight ends, you're almost it's almost a wow moment. Unfortunately, that's what the standard has become this year. It, Mike, when you mention that small margin for error, is it more surprising that the errors are being committed by a team that historically has not committed a lot of errors? Or is it more surprising the guys who are committing the errors? Because... You know, these are being, you know, veteran players, guys who've been in the system. Yes and no. Uh, I mean, I think the bigger, more egregious errors are are places where they have a dearth of talent or a dearth of proven talent. Um, I think season-long problems have been with pass catching, dropped passes, not getting open. Uh, like I said, uh, the, the trio of receivers, Marquez Callaway, Traquan Smith, and Deontay Harris has started to come along. I think you feel a little bit better about that position than you did the rest of the year. But um, that position overall has still made a lot of errors, which you would expect because the cupboard's pretty bare at that position. Same with tight end. Uh, Adam Troutman, unfortunately, with the penalties, has has continued to have a tough year. Um, the kicking woes that keep happening, those are the self-inflicted wounds. They are actually doing you know pretty good on defense. Obviously not perfect. Marshawn Lattimore got beat on a couple crossing patterns yesterday, but nothing egregious. Um, I, I think it's more... Um, the areas where you're like, oh boy, this could be a problem area have been the problem areas. Did you see the defense kind of bounce back? You mentioned Marshawn getting beat on a couple of but For the most part, I think they gave up maybe a couple of the explosives as opposed to Atlanta where they might've given up five of them. Yeah, so that was, Atlanta was a much rougher game for the defense. I think they did enough to win this game uh, yesterday or certainly to give the Saints a good chance to win this game yesterday. Not quite as dominant as they were a little bit earlier this season, uh, certainly against Green Bay, New England, even uh, even Tampa Bay for most of that game, um, some of their most impressive wins of the year. But this, you know, I thought it was a, a above average, solid, good enough to win defensive uh, performance uh, yesterday. And I think we're going to continue to see those for the most part going forward. Now, you mentioned seeing them going forward. You know, we got to talk about this week's opponent, Philadelphia. Yeah. And Jalen Hurts in his first start in the NFL last year really, really gave the Saints some <laughs> And that's to be, you know, what I really would yeah. say. I'm cussing. I can't say on here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> so, you know, you've seen them play against mobile quarterbacks, maybe not so much as Jalen Hurts, but, you know, how much do you account for them having seen him and yeah. knowing what to expect that there might be an improved performance against him? Well, yeah, Dennis Allen better throw out the last year's plan and pick a new one. Because, <laughs> look, the Saints, Without I was asking Pete Werner about this today a little bit. The Saints, I think without question, are the best run defense in the NFL uh, this year and over the past five years. They do it again and again and again. Teams don't run against the Saints uh, successfully, except one who did was Philadelphia last year. And not only did Jalen Hurts get over 100 rushing yards against them, their running back Miles Sanders got over mm-hmm. 100 yards in the same game, which is crazy. They had not allowed like a 100-yard rusher in something like whatever the number was, yep. 56 starts, and then they have two guys do it at once. Um, <laughs> but that goes hand in hand when 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 you're you know trying to defend a, a mobile quarterback, then that opens things up for the running back as well. So this is a different kind of beast uh, that they are going to have to uh, figure out how to stop better than they did last year. Speaking of the run game, but for the Saints, uh, Mark Ingram stepped up in a big way in the Saints game against the Titans filling a void that was obviously needed without Alvin Kamara in the lineup. What did you think about his play and his ability to even get in a little bit of the passing game? Yeah. And look, that didn't surprise me. The passing game part of it. Um, Alvin Kamara is one of the most special players in the entire league. And actually if he was, I I was going to pick the Saints to win this game at Tennessee. And when, when Kamara was hurt and not practicing all week, I changed my prediction to pick the Titans to win. That's how much of a difference I think he makes. But that's not a slight on, on, on Mark Ingram because he's, he's the perfect backup. Um, and Latavius Murray was too for a couple of years. But a guy that, hey, Alvin's not playing today, Mark can handle 25 touches. He can get all the runs. You can throw it to him. He can pass protect. And he can, he can give you a spark and make big plays. I mean, uh, I can't remember ever a trade being a better fit in the history of the NFL than, uh, than Mark Ingram coming to the Saints when they needed depth at running back. Uh, you know, just what a, what a perfect guy for that role. You mentioned earlier the call in the late in the second quarter that obviously negated the interception in the end zone, uh, roughing the passer. I mean, I think we can all say that it probably wasn't the right call. Right. And Coach Payton was upset about it then. He seemed upset about it after the game, and he seemed upset about it again Monday morning on the call. How sure. do you put something like that behind you and move forward? Well, I mean, it's tough because um, you see, unfortunately, a call like that around the league almost every week where everybody on Twitter is saying, now this is the worst one I've ever seen. Um, <laughs> Uh, and so, but Sean Payton and the Saints don't want to hear. It just is what it is. He used that exact term yeah. this week. He goes, you you know, it's gut-wrenching to lose a game like that on. It, it is what it is. Now, I mean, in one sense, they do circle around and, and you hope they'll balance out. Uh, Trevor Simeon threw an interception in the end zone against Tampa Bay in, in, late in the second quarter. And then here comes the flag. He got hit late and they get, they get another chance and they beat Tampa Bay largely because of a break like that. Um, but that, that, that one at least was a late hit. This one wasn't. So it's incredibly, incredibly frustrating. Uh, uh, and it is hard. It, it, you know, at least I guess maybe that happened in the end of the second quarter. If that had happened at the end of the fourth quarter, I don't know if anyone can come into work today. (laughs) (laughs) It's a good point. Coach also said that there are definitely areas that he's seen the team progress in when he's looked at the tape after yesterday's game. However, there are definitely some areas where 
people or things are just not going well enough. At this point in the season, you have a lot of games to look at. Any areas where you'd like to see any changes or areas that you have been impressed with? Yeah. um, Look, we've talked about the pass catching ad nauseum all season and and earlier on this in this chat. Um, Signs of progress with those top three receivers. I think with Callaway, a healthy Traquan Smith, who he individually complimented, Deontay Harris plays he's making. They're in a little bit better shape there than they've probably been all year, uh, but still not getting the production consistently from tight end and anyone beyond those top three receivers. Sean Payton kept talking about, you know, the guys you have to see it from. We haven't seen it from. He did not name names. Um, You know, we've seen Kevin White struggle a little bit in that role. We've seen Kenny Stills struggle a little bit in that role, uh, though he did make a great catch the other week. So the back end uh, of the the receiving tight end core, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised to see them make changes uh, there. The, the pass rush is another area. I don't necessarily think they're going to change out the players they're doing it with, but that's an area that they need to be better at over, down the stretch if they're going to be competitive. Uh, Mark Stamport had a couple of nice sacks this year. I expect him to have a big, big performance down the stretch. Whatever he's healthy, he has. He has been really big for this team recently, but they need a more consistent pass rush in general than, than we've seen, and that'll help them on the back end not give up those big plays. So I think, I think pass catching and pass rush and kicking are the, are, are the three areas where they've, they've clearly got to be better down the stretch. But, but yeah, I, I mean, they're, they're still best run defense in the league. They're still doing a pretty good job in that secondary. Uh, the run game is still good, especially when Alvin Kamara comes back. I mean, they are the sixth seed in the NFC in the playoffs for a reason. They've, they've won a lot of really impressive games so far this year. Yeah, it's five and four right now in the season. So they're still above 500 and they're second in the NFC South, as you mentioned, six overall. How do you see this division shaking out? I mean, we've kind of seen Tampa Bay struggle at times this year. Yeah. Well, nobody's perfect in the NFL this year, the entire NFL. It's stunning um, um, how bad some of the top teams look on any given week and, and just have an unexplainable loss. Consistency is, is, uh, an incredibly uh, valuable commodity in the NFL this year. So it's wide open. I mean, the team that gets hot in the playoffs, I, I don't know if the Saints have that ceiling, um, but more than, more than I can ever remember, uh, if you're a team that gets hot in the playoffs, I think you, you can go to the Super Bowl as a, as a five seed. Tampa Bay just did it last year, uh, this year. So um, it's, it's cleaning up those mistakes, getting hot at the right time. Um, because no one's certainly no one's running away with the NFC South. I don't think anyone's running away with the NFC period, but, but yeah, the NFC South, uh, the only team that won yesterday was the team that was in fourth place, Carolina, but they're not going to go away now either with, with Cam Newton back. So Mike, I'm going to let you put on your GM hat here for a second. All right. And, and you mentioned, you know, the Saints, you know, might do some changes. It, it, can you go outside? Is there anything exterior to do, or does it have to be interior because, you know, you know what you have interior, but, and, you know, as I mentioned earlier, you know, when guys are on the street, there's probably a reason they're out there. So you know, do you, do you go outside? Do you stay inside? Uh, only if Odell becomes available. Again. <laughs> <laughs> no. um, look, that was so rare, which is why I think the Saints uh, push so hard to sign him. But yeah, that's, that's a problem. Look, you can add pieces and, and some pieces that you can add at, the, at this time of year can, can certainly help, but you're not getting a number one receiver. You're not getting a number, you know, two receiver. You're not getting a number one tight end. You're, you're not getting a kicker who's not going to miss for the rest of the year. You're not going to get a pass rush who's going to get you 10 sacks. You, you, you can find depth. You can replace back end of the roster guys. 
you might be able to find uh, some better fits, but uh, uh, for the most part, you, you need more consistent production from, from, from the guys that you've, you've got in those key roles right now. Thank you so much for joining us, Mike. Really appreciate you breaking down this past game and what you expect for the team going forward. It's going to be a, a fun week leading up to the Eagles game, and, and hopefully we get some players back. I'm, I'm not sure how the injuries yeah, are. That's where the reinforcements will come from, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, how about this? You can get uh, Alvin Kamara and Teron Armstead, who might be two of the you know 30 best players in the NFL back. That would help, right? <laughs> there you go. There you go. Well, thanks again. I appreciate it. All right. Thank you all. Thanks again to Mike Triplett of ESPN for joining us. He's the NFL Nation reporter for the Saints. Always a good follow, so make sure you're keeping up with all of his work. John, lots of good points that he made. I like a lot of your points as well. We go inside or do you look outside for some answers here? And What are some of the things that you're looking to find out this week as we head into this game against the Eagles? Well, I mean, really, we we won't see it until we hit the field. And the main thing is, you know, can the Saints reduce the self-inflicted wounds? Uh, can they, you know, cut down on the penalties? Uh, can they make PATs? You know, those are the, th you know, can they hold on to the football? Because they've had a couple of critical turnovers in both of these last two games that kind of went underneath the radar. Uh, but the Trevor Simeon lost fumble against Atlanta uh, comes up in a two-point loss. Uh, the Deontay Harris lost fumble against uh, the Titans comes up in a two point loss. Both of those turnovers led immediately almost to touchdowns mm -hmm. in those. And so, you know, they kind of get swept under the rug a little bit, but you know, those are huge. If you don't turn the, if you don't turn over the ball, what happens there? So, you know, hopefully these self-inflicted things are things that can be cleaned up. You feel like the penalties will be because the saints have not been a high penalty team uh, over, you know, over the Sean Payton era, but, here we are these last couple of games where they have been a high penalty team. So can they clean that up and can they hold on to the football? That's, that's going to be the main thing. And we won't find out until they get on the field. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. I feel like we're kind of harping on the same things week in and week out, but next up, it will be the Eagles game, 12 o'clock central. It's going to be on Fox, Adam Amin, Mark Schlereth, Shannon Spake will be on the call there. So we'll try to catch up with one of them towards the end of the week here and get kind of their intel ahead of that game. But unfortunately, another loss for the Saints and we'll look for a win this next weekend. Thanks, John. Thank you.